this is your host Victoria and in today's episode we are going through the drama triangle. It's a model of human interaction and if you've ever found yourself thinking that you're tired of drama or conflict at work, in your relationships, in your everyday life, then this framework will bring a lot of clarity to that and will hopefully serve as an incredible tool to be able to pull yourself out. As usual, I would love to know where in the world and what you are doing as you listen to this episode. So take a quick picture of where you're at right now. Tag me on Instagram at Victoria Sardin. I would love to see. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Victoria Sardin podcast, where you'll discover actionable tools, tips, and tricks, as well as inspiring conversations to support you to change your own reality. We all have immense personal power within us. We all have the ability to be the person we look up to the most and take charge of our lives and our future. Sometimes we just need a little insight, a little change of perspective, and a friendly nudge to take the step. Are you ready? Hey guys, today we are going through the drama triangle, also known as the victim triangle or Cartman's triangle. It's essentially a model or framework of human interaction, which explains a lot of why we find ourselves in drama and conflict. If you've ever felt that maybe you're very sensitive to your environment and that this plays up a lot on your emotions. It can also explain why we find ourselves in moments of powerlessness, of helplessness, of anger, bitterness. Also why we find ourselves in moments of guilt or having difficulty making decisions. So this drama triangle is essentially, as you can imagine, a triangle placed with three roles. So there's a role on each tip of the triangle. And one of the main ideas of this drama triangle is that each role has a character. So there's a character on each angle of the triangle. And although when we are playing in this drama triangle, we find ourselves in one particular role, one of the key characteristics is that we can very easily move from role to role in the triangle and therefore becomes a bit of this vicious cycle where we're constantly shifting from one role to another and actually struggle to get ourselves out. So it's not a massively complex idea or complex framework, but of course we can dig deep into it. And that's what I really want to do with you today. We're going to start in this episode by going through what the actual drama triangle is and what each role plays. And over the coming weeks, I'm going to be digging deeper into each of the roles, why we find ourselves in these roles and how we can get ourselves out. So let's start by looking at each of the roles one by one. We're going to start by looking at the persecutor. So the persecutor is quote unquote, the bad guy. It's the person who's often saying, you know, it's all your fault. They're the ones to criticize, to judge, to blame, to punish. They often take a role which is very controlling and angry and oppressive. And essentially the persecutor persecutes others to feel good. So they're essentially getting something out of their system. It tends to be a buildup of resentment, a buildup of anger, a buildup of bitterness that causes them to unleash onto a victim. So they persecute, they criticize, they judge, they blame, 
and essentially release their anger onto a victim in order to relieve themselves, in order to feel good. It's what allows them to feel somewhat superior because they're able to place the blame onto somebody else. So that is the role of the persecutor. As I mentioned before, the persecutor tends to put the blame and criticize and judge the victim. So let's touch on the role of the victim. The victim is the one that's often saying, you know, poor me, I just can't catch a break. This always happens to me. It's really rooted in these feelings of helplessness and hopelessness and powerlessness. It really feels like life is happening to them. They don't have the feeling of agency. They don't have a feeling of control over their life. They feel like they're really placed into this position against their own will and need somebody else to take them out. So they seek a rescuer to save the day. But another key part of this triangle is that a victim is often not actually someone who is genuinely victimized, or at least in this specific way of looking at the drama triangle, it's really someone who feels victimized. So we can sometimes have a victim that feels like a victim without necessarily being persecuted at all. So they actually seek a persecutor to justify their feelings of victimhood. So a victim, as I said before, the one who's saying things like, poor me, I just can't catch a break, this always happens to me, it's so unfair. They're seeking a persecutor to justify their emotions. They're also seeking a rescuer. And the way we can really notice if we are in the position of victimhood is that it feels like everything always goes against us. It feels like no matter what we do, no matter how hard we try, there's always something pushing against us. We feel lesser than, we start questioning our own value, our own abilities. It's often linked with lows in confidence. And it also brings about this feeling of waiting. So it's waiting to be saved, waiting for things to change, waiting for a better day. It's a very helpless position to be in. And the victim avoids responsibility to feel good. So in a weird way, they avoid responsibility because it allows them to stay in the position of victim. So when somebody is really used to taking this position of victim, they actually want to stay there. And that's why they seek a rescuer. As long as there's a rescuer there, the victim can stay in the position of the victim because it means that they don't have to take responsibility. Somebody else will. And that somebody else is the rescuer. So let's touch on that third character in this triangle it is the rescuer it's the one saying i'll help you or don't worry i'll do it or don't move i've got this it's really the person who's always jumping in to save the day and the rescuer often feels guilty if they're not helping if they're not helping others and it can also be linked with this avoidance tendency so a rescuer tends to be somebody who avoids confrontation tends to be someone who always wants to jump in, always wants to help, and always wants to make the moment nice, right? They want others to be happy. They want the moment to feel good. They want everyone to be happy in the instance. But essentially, it's a bit of a quick fix because they're stepping in to help someone. And you can think of the classic analogy of handing someone a fish versus teaching them how to fish. What a rescuer does is hands the victim a fish. So they're giving them instant help to make them feel better in the moment, but they're not allowing them to take responsibility for themselves, which is ultimately what the victim would need. So 
There are a few issues with taking the place of the rescuer, and as I said, I'll go deeper in this in a future episode, but just to touch on it because I think we can all more or less understand that the victim and the persecutor are not very healthy places to be in, but the rescuer is a position that's often in a way idealized or moralized or seen as something really good and that we strive to do. So just to note that it's also equally as unhealthy as the other positions, and this is why, as I said, they tend to take responsibility for the victim instead of encouraging the victim to take responsibility for themselves. It can also be an issue because they actually place their value on the ability to save others. And that's a really unhealthy and difficult place to be in. And if you maybe resonate with this or you find yourself in the position of the rescuer often, then you might realize that you're constantly seeking to save others. However, placing your own personal value on your ability to help others, knowing that a victim is really the only person who can help themselves, that's a difficult place to be in because we'll never be able to fully save other people. Another plot twist to this position is that oftentimes the rescuer places their value on the ability to save others. So they want to save others, but at the same time, they also feel good about themselves when somebody else is dependent on them. So this is where it gets a bit twisted because on one hand, the rescuer really wants to save someone, but they also don't actually want to save them because they like that dependence. That's what makes them feel like they have value. But of course, as we said before, placing your personal value on how somebody else reacts or how somebody else depends on you is not healthy because that's not something that you have control over, that you have power over, and it's not a position of personal power. It's actually also a position of victimhood in a way. So the rescuer takes responsibility for others, but another reason why this could also be an issue is that since they're taking responsibility for others, they're not necessarily taking responsibility for themselves. And as I said, we'll go further into this in a future episode, but this is just something to note that the rescuer is not the be all end all perfect corner of the triangle. It's actually just as unhealthy as the other two. The rescuer, in that sense, saves others to feel good about themselves. So I'm quickly going to go through each of these positions once again. And while I do, I want you to just question or ask yourself, which of these positions do you find yourself in most of the time? We all have a general tendency. We have something we lean towards. So think about that as I go back through them. The persecutor is the one that has this buildup of resentment, of anger, of bitterness, feels the need to blame, to control, and is often angry. They persecute to feel good about themselves. The victim, on the other hand, is one that often avoids responsibility. They feel like everything in the world is going against them. And they have this sense of waiting to be saved or waiting for things in their external environment to change. The rescuer is the one who always hops in to save other people, to help other people. They put what they want and what they need on the back burner and focus on other people's issues. Another thing about the rescuer is that they tend to be the ones who really have difficulty saying no because they always want to say yes to save others. So ask yourself now, which of these positions do you find yourself most of the time? As I said, we all have a natural tendency, so we all have a place in which we generally begin. 
But one of the key characteristics of the triangle is that we circulate very easily from one place to another. So we have this kind of starting point that we often start with. However, once we're sucked into the triangle, we generally circulate around. So I'm going to make this a little bit clearer, a little bit easier with a few examples. And I'm going to start with an example around work. And let's say that your starting gate tends to be the position of the rescuer. So you really associate yourself as being the one who's constantly helping others and constantly attending others' needs. Maybe in a work position, you find yourself taking this position of the rescuer. So you're always the one taking extra slack. You're always the one staying late. When anybody else needs help, you're the one who hops in and saves the day. And in a way, this serves you, right? You feel good. You're the one who's always super helpful. However, after a while, maybe this builds up and you start having this feeling of, oh, I can't catch a break. No one else really understands how much I have on my plate and I keep doing more and I keep taking more on and I keep helping more people. And you start taking this position of the victim. You start thinking, oh, poor me. I'm feeling powerless and helpless in this position where more and more tasks are being added to my list. And I just don't know how to get myself out of this. So as we said, you're kind of seeking a rescuer. You're seeking something that's gonna save the day. You're hoping that those who are asking you to help them will notice that you have too much on. You're hoping that somebody's gonna step in and say, oh no, you have too much on your plate, let me take something off. So that's that position of waiting, it's that victimhood. Maybe though, after a while, after being in this position of victimhood, you start noticing a buildup of resentment. You start getting a bit frustrated. You start getting a bit bitter, and maybe you actually start even getting a bit angry. It starts really getting to you, really frustrating you, and then one day, one person asks if you could just help them understand, I don't know, how to format a document, and you snap. You take the position of the persecutor and you say, I am constantly doing everything to help you out. I'm always here. Um, no one understands how much I have on. And you start taking the position of the persecutor. And that person who was, in a way, the persecutor when you were a victim, turns into the victim while you take the position of the persecutor. So that's how we can move around the triangle. And in this example, maybe your starting point was the rescuer, but then you shifted to the victim and then to the persecutor. So that's one example around work. Let's try to take another example around a relationship. It can be a um, romantic relationship or a friendship or with a colleague or a family member, anything. And let's say that your starting position is often in the position of the victim. So maybe you feel like a friend or maybe a significant other isn't really showing you enough attention, isn't showing you enough affection, isn't answering to your messages, isn't acting like they care, something like that. And you're in this position of the victim and you're thinking, oh, poor me, they're just, they don't care about me. They're not showing me you know, enough love. They're not showing me enough attention. And by taking the position of the victim, you've essentially put that person in the position of the persecutor, right? So they're the ones that aren't showing you enough love. They're the ones that aren't showing you enough attention. And you're the helpless, sad victim. Now, maybe a friend decides to hop into the position of the rescuer and they want to hop in and help you out and they start giving you advice and saying, well, why don't you go talk to them about it? Have you asked yourself maybe, 
Maybe you're not showing them enough attention. Maybe they think that you don't care and essentially starts throwing in some unsolicited advice. And in that position, of course, there's different ways to react. But for the sake of this example, let's say that that really annoys you. It really touches your ego. You feel like all of a sudden your friend is blaming you for something. You feel like they've almost moved into the position of the persecutor. And that really angers you. And then maybe from that position of the victim, you actually hop into the position of the persecutor and you tell your friend, are you serious? Why are you taking their side? You just don't get it. Do you listen to a word that I even said? They're the ones that did this. I'm trying as hard as I can. So you've essentially moved into the position of the persecutor. And by default, your friend has then become the victim. So as you've moved into the persecutor, your friend is now the victim and maybe your friend in the victim position is saying, look, I'm just trying to help. Why are you getting angry with me? I'm just here trying to give you advice. I don't even need to do this. I'm trying to be nice. And because your friend is now the victim, you then move into the position of the rescuer saying, I'm so sorry, look, I didn't mean to, and you're trying to help them out. And of course, this can go on and on. Maybe your friend would then move into the position of the persecutor and then say, why do you always get angry with me whenever I try to give you advice? Anyways, this could keep going on and on and on. But the idea of these examples is to really get your head around how we can move easily from one to the other and how this can become a really unhealthy cycle, which just continues and continues and continues. This is essentially the drama triangle. So I don't know if any of these examples that I've given speak to you, resonate with you. Perhaps you can find some examples in your own life of where you found yourself in the victim triangle. Now I wanted to end with just two reflection questions that I really encourage you to think about over the coming week. The first one is where is your general starting point? Where do you usually enter? Do you find yourself often entering the drama triangle in the position of the rescuer wanting to help, in the position of the victim feeling victimized and powerless, or as the position of the prosecutor where you tend to enter with anger and criticism? So where do you usually find yourself entering? And the next question would be, where do you find yourself now? And you're not, of course, necessarily in a drama triangle in all aspects of your life, but maybe think about, let's say, your work life. Do you find yourself in any of these positions? What about your home life with your family or with your significant others or with, I don't know, your roommates or your friends? Where do you find yourself if you are in this drama triangle? And if you do find yourself in one of these positions, it's always interesting to ask yourself who are taking the other roles. So if you feel this strong position of victimhood, then ask yourself, if I'm the victim, who do I think is the persecutor? Who am I placing in that position of the persecutor? Or if you find yourself in the position of the rescuer, then ask yourself, who am I trying to rescue here? So these are some interesting reflection questions that I encourage you to think about. I hope that this has perhaps shed some light and brought a new way of thinking, a new way of reflection into this idea of conflict, of drama that we find ourselves when we interact with others. As I said, over the coming weeks, I'll be going deeper into each of these specific roles with an episode per role. We're going to start next week with a deep dive on the rescuer or also known as the savior complex, why we find ourselves taking the role of a rescuer and how specifically can we get ourselves out. 
So I hope that was useful. I hope that was interesting. If you know anyone who you think might benefit from this episode, then send it over. Let's spread the love. Let's spread the inspiration. Let's spread the knowledge and help each other regain charge of our lives and pull ourselves out of the drama. Have a lovely week, guys, and I will see you next week for a brand new episode.